Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your weekly news source of top stories in energy and infrastructure globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Starting off this week, U.S. Base 8 Rivers has unveiled plans for a $1.2 billion blue ammonia complex in Texas. The Cormorant Clean Energy Project in Texas will produce 880,000 tons a year of ammonia, requiring around 156,000 tons of hydrogen, equivalent to the production capacity of about 1.5 gigawatts of electrolyzers. Eight River is still evaluating several different options for how it will sequester CO2. Eight River said the project will cost $1.2 billion, financed via its partnership with South Korean industrial conglomerate SK, with a final investment decision due in the first quarter of 2025. SK had previously invested $100 million into Eight Rivers, a move that included the formation of the joint venture to deploy clean hydrogen and power projects both within SK's operations and throughout wider Asia-Pacific region. Eight River also said that the ammonia will be exported to international markets where the chemicals can be used directly or cracked back to hydrogen to displace fossil fuels in ships, vehicles, power plants, and industrial facilities. While Eight Rivers has not yet disclosed the likely cost of ammonia production at the Cormorant Clean Energy Project, it says that it plans to utilize tax credits set out in the Inflation Reduction Act. Blue hydrogen producers are eligible for either the 45V tax credit of up to $3 per kilogram of clean hydrogen production or the F45Q for CCUS, which awards $85 per ton of CO2 geologically stored or $60 per ton used for industry or enhanced oil recovery. Also in the U.S. this week, distributed generation platform Aspen Power has completed three financings, totaling $241 million with J.P. Morgan, Lombard ODA, and MUFG. The expanded credit facilities with J.P. Morgan and Lombard ODA, uh, as well as a new $124 million construction-to-term facility with MUFG, will support the Carlisle-backed Aspen's continued strategic growth. The MUFG facility will directly support the construction of new solar assets across multiple states and revenue structures. Carlisle Capital Markets served as Aspen's power advisor. Moving to Latin America, Millbank has advised Aguas Pacifico holding on the $883 million financing of two water infrastructure projects in the Valparaiso and Metropolitana regions of Chile. Aguas Pacifico SPA and Aqueducto San Isidro Quilapilun SPA are the borrowers supporting the development, construction, operation, and maintenance of the multipurpose Aconcagua Desalinization Plant and San Isidro Quilapilun Aqueduct Project. The companies are each part of Patria Investments' infrastructure portfolio. Moving to Brazil within the Latin American grouping, BNDS is set to finance the Babylonia Central Wind Complex, a joint venture between Casa dos Ventos and Excelor Metal Bahia. The 3.16 Brazilian real credit, representing 80% of the total investment, marks the largest amount ever financed by BNDS for a renewable generation project. The complex, with 123 wind turbines and an installed capacity of 553.5 megawatts, is expected to generate energy equivalent to supplying around 1.37 million homes from October of 2025. It will also contribute approximately 40% of Acelor Metal's electrical consumption in Brazil. The project is set to create 1,500 direct jobs and 3,000 indirect jobs during the implementation phase. And lastly, for today in Latin America, in Chile, 
Uh, Chile has announced the tender for a multi-purpose desalinization plant in the Coquimbo region, a process that will begin during the second half of 2024. The plant is planned to have a capacity of 1,200 liters per second to supply drinking water for the Coquimbo La Serena conurbation, as well as water for irrigation. Following the production of the new law, the Ministry of Public Works plans to implement the first stage of desalinization plant system this year to address growing water shortages. It intends to install three desalinization plants in the provinces of Limari, Chopa, and Kilimiri for an investment close to $209 million. If you'd like to connect more with the Latin American market, I'm happy to recommend our Latin American Energy and Infrastructure Finance event, which is taking place at the East Hotel in Miami on February 27th and 28th. There are some great names attending uh, the event, and ones that will probably sound very familiar to you, including Synetics, Atlas Renewables, Hydro Rain, Solec, Macquarie, Axiona, uh, Lima Airport Partners, uh, Odinsa, EIG, Odeda, and many more. So please reach out to the team or check out our website at proclamoinfra.com under the live events to learn more. Next up, we're moving to Europe. The Albanian government has launched a tender for 300 megawatts of solar projects as part of its plans to become a net exporter of renewable energy by 2030. Proposals with capacities of 10 to 100 megawatts will be eligible to take part in the competitive round, with offers being capped at 59, uh, 59 euro and $0.97 per megawatt hour. Successful projects will be awarded 15-year contracts with the government for future output, and solicitation is open to submission of technical and financial bids until May 17th, with winners scheduled to announce on July 10th. The tender round is backed by the Swiss State Secretariat for Economic Affairs and the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. Moving from Europe and into MENA, Arab Bank has signed an agreement with Aroscom Construction to provide 4.2 billion Egyptian pounds in financing for the Greater Cairo Metro Line 4 project. In November of 2023, Aroscom signed two contracts with the National Authority for Tunnels, which includes civil works for Greater Cairo Metro Line 4, package CP402, which will run underground from Gaza to Fustat and connect existing lines 1 and 2. The project is expected to be completed in six years. For the last of our regional stories, we move to Australia. ARC Energy is working to update its environmental impact statement for the proposed 500 megawatt Richmond Valley Solar Farm in New South Wales, Northern Murs region. Plans for the solar farm are being jointly assessed by the federal and state governments after being referred for approval under the EPBC Act. ARC, a subsidiary of Korea Zinc, plans to build the 500 megawatt solar project next to the Richmond Valley Bess, one of two eight-hour battery storage energy projects selected for development in the recent New South Wales tender. The lithium iron phosphate battery is sized at 275 megawatts, which with 2,200 megawatt hours of storage. The site for both projects is near Myrtle Creek, about 25 kilometers south of Casino, close to the existing transmission networks. And our last stories for today are on market moves and a global bank update. So first in market moves, RWE Generation has announced senior moves as a result of the retirement of their CEO, Roger Meeson, at the end of March. He took up the CEO position at RWE Generation in 2018 and has been preparing the firm's power plant portfolio for its step-by-step -step move towards net zero, in addition to ramping up RWE Group's hydrogen and utility-scale battery activities. 
Mason will be replaced by Nicholas Valerius, who is currently a member of the RWE Generation Executive Board as Chief Operating Officer. Also, on the 1st of April, 2024, Marinus Tabak will replace Valerius as COO, and um, Tabak was the head of RWE's power station in Eemshaven in the Netherlands from 2017 to 2021, and has since served as Director Central Asset Management. And our last story of the day is an update from the banking sector. Barclays is establishing a new energy transition group within its corporate and investment bank. The new group will be responsible for providing strategic advice to clients as they explore potential energy transition opportunities. The team will be composed of industry sector specialists from within Barclays Global Natural Resources, Power, and Sustainable and Impact Investment Banking teams. It will provide expertise regarding the energy transition, including hydrogen, energy transition finance, carbon capture, renewables, nature-based solutions, and renewable natural gas. Mike Cormier was appointed as the Global Head of Energy Transition Group, reporting directly to Cathal DC and Taylor Wright, Global Co-Heads of Investment Banking, and working close partnership with Daniel Hanna, Global Head of Sustainable Finance. Cormier has been leading Barclays energy business in the Americas since 2021. And those are all of the stories for this week. If you'd like to see any more or hear any more about our events that are upcoming, then please do visit us at proximoinfra.com. Until next week. <laughs>